the mental state pretty much takes the same uh, uses the same strategy as getting a sandwich. Yeah, it says it's going to do something, and you know, and arrive somewhere and get it. You know, it's going to get spiritual, and it means, and it usually implies you're going to have to do a lot of stuff, and it's not going to stay there. You're going to have to keep doing a lot of stuff. And if you look at it, it's very similar to other addictions where, let's say you start off on a one-day retreat, and then a couple months later you do a weekend retreat, then maybe a month or two later you do a week retreat, then about four months, maybe a month retreat, then about eight months you do a month retreat with talking and no talking, you know, vegan food and foot massages, and then maybe the next, you go, I got to do more, so a two-month retreat with tantra thrown in there, make it more fun, actually, and other things, and so there's all this stuff, but it keeps on keeping on, so if you ever go in, like, certain spiritual circles, that's what they talk about, is retreats, just like someone who's a stockbroker will talk about, you know, stock shares, yeah, it's the same thing, basically. Yeah, they're talking about how how long many retreats have you done? With who did you do the retreat with? Where was it? You know, it's like these are the requirements to be seen as something called spiritual. It's the same thing. But the thing with let's say spirit, the spirit cannot be an object to itself. If you are spirit, you can't objectify spirit and find yourself in the objectification of your own nature. It doesn't work. You can find every other fucking object, but you can't find the subject by having an objective um, journey or a goal. It doesn't work, you see? You are what you're looking for. You, meaning all of us, use are what we're looking for. This is the seeming roadblock because you can't treat this like you do everything else. You cannot know yourself. You can only be yourself. You can only be what you are. Yeah? You can know what you're not. And that's all what non-duality is, at least in my view. Non-duality, if you've heard it or not, it's almost like a very vogue thing because people have tried everything else, temples on the block, because it's basically saying no to all that, that, that spiritual commerce in a way, because it's a negation. It's not an affirmation. You're not going on a hunt. It's not objectified as a term called enlightenment or awakening. Well, it's now getting to be. But it's, that's not what its intent is. Its intent is a clean, very clear statement, not to. That's all it means. It's a non. It's not, it's not a non that leads to a, something else. It's just a non. So it's not to, and then that's it. That's non-duality. Because then you can study what is always being used to imply you, and you'll see all of that which is being used to imply you can never make a you. It can only imply there's a you there. It can only assume there's a you there. Or as a great, Zen, uh, great master, Ramana Maharshi, puts it, it will presuppose that there's a non-existent thing which is this, yes, wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. This is the trick. So now, the non-existent thing, wanting to get salvation, its pursuit of salvation 
instead of destroying the non-existent thing is reinforcing the non-existent thing do you see? this is the little trick the presupposing of a non-existent thing yeah and then, see, that as soon as there's the presupposing of a non-existent thing, then a, a desire or a drive arises, and that drive is that there's a, there's a drive for salvation, not from the non-existent thing, which, because the salvation from the non-existent thing would take absolutely no time, because it's a non-existent thing. <laughs> and it would also take no effort, because it's a non-existent thing. So suddenly, the non-existent thing, to, to affirm itself, starts seeking for, let's say, awakening or enlightenment, but the seeking for enlightenment actually use, is used to reinforce the non-existent thing. Mm. As he would say it, it's if your spiritual practices are reinforcing the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? And these aren't commands. They're, they're something to entertain. See, if, if the shoe fits, wear it, you know? Because I, when I was confronted with these statements, there was a review that went on. And I, you know, it, the composite drawing, yes, that's the criminal, me, yes. <laughs> I saw the thief. <laughs> there, was, there was a constant assuming something that isn't so to be so by trying to get a whole lot of shit for it. Yeah, and then some of the shit has higher quality in my view than other shit and the spiritual shit has a very high quality it's sort of like platinum you know so I think meditating is much more important or much more it's such so much more different and special than washing the dishes I do it's, I this idea, these ideas so it's like all that stuff the, to me this is how the mental state binds us to this idea that we're a body. If you're just listening based on being the non-existent thing and not knowing it, the thoughts are constantly referring to your whole life based on you being a body. When you were thought about five years ago, you're seen as a body. That's what the mind, what the mind triggers through the thought by the thoughts when it's identified as non-existent thing. It sees a body. The thoughts trigger it to picture you, to picture what I am as a body. That's the establishment of the non-existent thing, and then everything else is that non-existent thing wanting to get something for the non-existent thing, or wanting to get something through the non-existent thing, or wanting to get something by the non-existent thing. But none of them are wanting to get something, so wanting to get salvation from the non-existent thing, because the salvation from the non-existent thing is already established. You are saved from the non-existent thing based on its non-existence. <laughs> you don't have to kill it, vanquish it, because if you, if you thought you killed it, you'd go back every day to make sure it's dead. You don't even kill it. It's not there. It's only there when you believe it's there. 
So basically, it's you, the all-existing non-thing, appearing to be a non-existing thing. And suddenly, something that's totally impossible seems to be really true. I can be bereft. I can be lacking love. I can be separate. These could be my private thoughts. I have my private feelings. And no one can understand me here. No one thinks like I do. No one feels like I do. And then slowly but surely, you're encased like a chrysalis in a very thick shell of terminal uniqueness. Therefore, you have you can't you can't have even compassion for others because you can't you can't you how can they understand me? Yeah, it's the most it's like it's like self selfing on steroids. And the whole point, people e- email me quite a lot, not now, but in the beginning, and they would always say, "All right, I got the idea of selfing." But I've been do- I've been doing it all day. That's not selfing. The selfing is the feeling of being the one that's doing the selfing. That's the selfing. Yeah. And the feeling of being the one that selfing's doing it too. That's the selfing. The selfing's whole agenda is to imply that you're the non-existent thing, the body. That's all it's doing all day. Once that is established, it just riffs. <laughs> it's just riffing like fucking crazy. It's sort of like giving John Coltrane. You come into a, a club and you go, John, riff on the theme of separation. Well, here we go. We're riffing like John Coltrane. Fuck, I've, I've lost the love of my life, never to have any recourse. <laughs> on and on. And a lot of people sing in unison. We're all fucking, you know... Come by I you know, come by Aing ourselves and we get the, you know, those little trains were all you know, it's like unbelievable. And then the language is just getting passed on. And if you look at the language, it implies you have tons of shit that you have a lot to do with tons of shit you have nothing to do with. I use the simple example I always do because it was so pronounced I hadn't been in New York for a while. I was sitting there, like here, and the people started coming in. And someone who had seen me before says, "Oh, Paul, you're growing your hair because my hair is longer." Yeah. So I said, "Oh, yeah." So I'm growing my hair, and he was going bald. So I said, "You're not doing such a good job." <laughs> and I said, "Well, listen, I'm going to give you my secret. I joined a club, and I, I get together with people from nine to eleven on Sunday mornings, and we grow our hair together. So I'm doing a great fucking job." Now, in a you know, it sounds like I'm you know his statement was I'm growing my hair, but I all I do is not cut it. Right? I have absolutely nothing to do with growing the hair. But the language sounds like, yeah, I'm growing my hair. You know, just like when I, the knee went out surfing, and then so when I ran into people, I said, I hurt my knee. It sounds like I went out with a hammer, and I fucking, <laughs> fucking banged it, and then I came back, I hurt my knee. Look at what a fucking insane person would do. I, had, I didn't hurt my knee, my, the knee went out. I was as surprised as anyone. <laughs> but as soon as the language arrives, it immediately puts me in the driver's seat. I did it. This is the bondage of self. The bondage of self is an activity that's always going on. The mental state, until you go to sleep or until you die or go into a coma, is going to present an interpretation of this life based on you as a body. That's what it's doing all day. 
Yeah? It's probably not going to stop. Yeah? But the whole point is, all of its inferring and assuming and implying cannot make anything so. We make it so. By believing it. Yeah? And, it be, and the only level we can make it so is that it will seem to be so. Yeah? Which means it will appear to be true or false to us. It can only seem to be so, and the real, and even in that, there's a beautiful point there. Because if something that's false can seem to be so, so true, it must be appearing to be true to what is true, which is us. <coughs> How else would something that's so false seem so real unless it seemed real to what's real? Where else would he get it? It has to be given to it. It has. We give reality to things being identified as a thing. That's what happens all day. Now that's the, what's going on. That's the presentation of a mental interpretation. And what keeps us subscribing to it, we actually believe it's us. And we love us. We cherish this little guy. Yeah? I mean, I will listen in my head ad nauseum about Paul, which I wouldn't. I would turn off, turn it off in two minutes if it was about Sally. Yeah, <laughs> there's no fucking way I'm gonna. I, there's no way in hell I'm gonna go five years in the past and think about Stanley unless I'm Stanley. I'm not. My interest and attention will not go because it's not about me. The opposite is when it's about you, you'll dwell there. Your interest and attention will be so preoccupied in what's not happening, it'll seem like you're out to lunch here. And if you don't believe it, have you ever had this event where, let's say you at your job site, and you had a day, and you got home, and then maybe you had something to drink, and you laid down, and around 9 o'clock, you get the big CNN news flash. You had a bad day. Your head finally informs, of you, informs you 14 hours later, you had a bad day. All right? Oh, yes, did I? If, if you had a bad day and you're conscious, wouldn't you know it was batting when it was batting? You know, like at 9 in the morning? Or are you on a 12-hour time delay? You're, we're so out to lunch, we have to be informed what actually happened by our head? <laughs> you don't think something strange with that? <laughs> Uh, you know, to me, that sort of inc- incites a curiosity. I want to see if I could, if I could just been like in a fugue for fourteen hours, basically, not knowing if it was good or bad, what the fuck happened, and I have to listen to one station and on one station only, K-Ball, to get my news from, and it's been proven time and time again, it's propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it that I can't turn the channel? Because you haven't entertained the possibility you could change the channel because you think it's you. It's like you're stuck with a pair of glasses on that is causing such a distortion that you have to seek new glasses everywhere because you've never raised your hands and felt them because you thought they were your eyes. If you would just feel and realize it's a foreign installment, what happens immediately which never shows up when you think it's your eyes, is I can take them off. These can be removed. I have this little story about a, you know having a tumor, a big tumor on my side, and of course I I call it me, you know, 
And so I'm thinking, I can't do anything about this tumor. I, it's me. So therefore, I have to go to tailors and get my shirts tailored so the tumor is sticking in a certain way. I use it for an armrest when I'm driving. <laughs> I'm going to strange internet sites with dating with people with tumors. So I'm trying to find a woman who has a tumor on the left side because mine's on the right side. Have some tumor love together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all this is going on, and suddenly someone sees me and says, "Bro, you could have re- you could have that removed." What? Yeah. But what would happen to me? Nothing. It's not you. Are you sure? No. You would continue on without that tumor. So you would think you would immediately rush to that operation. But what happens is. The head brings up all your inventories. I got those 20 shirts. I got the leather jacket I just got sewn. And I got my babe, my tumor, tumor girlfriend. We'll ruin our relationship. I, I got to really consider if this is a good move. This is the case, literally. It's the case. It's like this idea, this, the story of a snake and the molting of the snake's skin. And it's one event, and we'll, let's look at it from two points of view. From the point of view of the skin, because the skin believes it's the snake. Yeah? So when the skin starts to lift off, that's going to destroy its whole story. So it's jacking into the snake's head, brain, and saying, buy moisturizer. Don't go out in that fucking sun. Don't but watch out for that rock. You know? It wants to stay on the snake as long as possible. And so it's like Armageddon, do not let this molting occur. But from the snake's point of view, it's hallelujah. It's going to be lighter. It's going to have a shinier uh, skin. It's going to attract female snakes. It's going to travel a better. So, but there's two different views. The mental interpretation is always going to see freedom from self as a fucking Armageddon. But what you are, freedom of self, is actually the fact. It's so the fact that when it dawns on you, you'll realize it's always been that way. There was never a self. There was never a thing. Yeah. It's not like you get, you get a hit and then it goes, I've been free from that terrible thing. It's nothing like that. It's like, oh, it's always been this way. There was just a dreaming going on that made it look different. And now you're awake and it's like it's never not been that way. So suddenly, all that happens is you become awake to a fact that you're awake. That's all that happens. Where most of us are pretending we're asleep to that fact of being awake. Finally, you're in compliance with the fact. Yeah. So now you're just, you surrender into an awakeness about being awake. And you know what? There was no journey involved. There's no vigilance about it. It's you. It's so you. It's past the point of knowledge. You're being it. You are it. That's why you can't know yourself. That's why you can't experience what you are. You'd have to be something different to experience what you are. And you're not. Yeah? As Ramana Maharshi says, to know God is to be God. You don't say that about any other fucking topic. But when we're talking about us, to know what you are is to be what you are. Because what you are is what you are. It's not an object to what you're not. And this is what most of us are happening to. We are leaving, we're, we're living from a false reference, and therefore what we are becomes an object to us. 
We're trying to get it. We're trying to get enlightenment. We want to be there to get it. Yeah? <laughs> I want to read something from this guy. If you don't mind, I can see with the light. This is uh, Ramana Maharshi. I think this is really beautiful. This is transcribed of old talks. And he's talking, someone has come to visit him. And the lady's talking about, uh, I'm returning to England and I leave this place this evening. This satsang, you know, this talk at Ramana's place. I want to have the happiness of self-realization in my home. So, in a way, she wants to bring back the self-realization to a house, just like a hunter would like to bring back the head of a lion from an African safari, you know? But she's concerned, how am I going to be able to pack it up? And maybe I'll lose the self-realization on the way. And what will happen when I bring it into my house? It may fucking take take flight, you know? (laughs) So, I want to have this happiness of self-realization in my home. Of course, it is not easy in the West, but I shall strive for it. <laughs> what is the way to do it? All right? <laughs> and he's a lot nicer than I am. <laughs> really, a lot nicer. So he goes, if realization was something outside you, see the if, if realization was something outside you, a way could be shown consistent with the safety of the individual. In other words, the realization that was outside you could form fit the non-existent thing. <laughs> you could find a truth that was suitable for your falsehood. <laughs> it would be great, wouldn't it? That's all we're waiting for. <laughs> a way could be shown shown consistent with the safety of the of the individual yes his capacity his capacity etc then questions such as is it realizable and if so in what time would also arise but here realization is of you that's what you are yes you cannot remain without it the truth is always realized, but you don't recognize the fact because you're attempting to recognize the fact from a falsehood. From a falsehood, the recognizable fact of truth would seem false to verify the truth of the falsehood. Yeah? The realization is now obscured by the present world Idea and the present world idea is that you and I are in one, the world. <laughs> the truth is always re- realized, but you don't recognize the fact that that's true. There isn't a realization, it's always realized. The world is now seen outside you and the ideas associated with it obscure your real nature. You take this place to be real, you'll take to be real what's taking this place to be real, and then what's real will seem to be obscured from your point of view. Not, It's not obscured, but it will seem to be obscured from where you're attempting to look at it from. 
because any looking is blind to what's seeing. Because blind, the seeing is not looking for fucking anything. It's just seeing, that's its nature. What we're taking ourselves to be is a form of seeing that's been hijacked and made into a way of looking called self-centeredness. So we see everything and how it pertains to us, even the truth. And if this is a falsehood that's saying it's to be true, it has to tell, tell lies about the truth. So now it makes the truth something I'm going to arrive at and get and, and, and add on to my splendid thing. This is not the case. So all this, all that is needed is to overcome the ignorance. Wait a minute. Yeah, to overcome this ignorance and the truth stands revealed. No special effort is necessar- necessary to realize the truth. All efforts are for eliminating the present obscuration of the truth. So if you're going to study anything, study the self. The self that you're not. And in studying the self, as a great Zen master Dojin says, to study Buddhism is to study the self, and to study the self is to forget the self. Because if you study the activities that promote, insinuate, refer, re- reinforce this idea of being a non-existent thing, if you see them, and it's all about not you, you'll lose interest in it. And you'll gain interest in what? Find out. But you'll lose interest in this dead preoccupation of the story of Paul, totally based on the stage of what's not happening. So he goes, all efforts are for eliminating the present obscuration of the truth. So here, this is, he goes on, and this is great. It's a famous old story. A lady is wearing a necklace around her neck. I love, that's a good title. Necklace, neck, yeah. She forgets it, imagines it to be lost, and impulsively looks for it here, there, and everywhere. Not finding it, she asks her friends if they have found it anywhere, until one kind friend points to her neck and tells her to feel the necklace around the neck. All right? So now she does that. The seeker does so and feels happy. Fuck, I found my lost necklace. But was it actually lost? But I found my lost necklace. That's how she shares it with everybody. And oh, I love you. You helped me find my lost necklace. Oh, you wonderful finder of lost necklaces. But if it's, if the guy or woman's worth the salt, hey, I didn't find fucking anything. It's on your neck. <laughs> now leave me alone. I feel your neck. There you go. <laughs> so... If they have, so then it goes, the seeker does so and feels happily the necklace is found. Again, when she meets her other friends, they ask her if her lost necklace was found. She says yes. She says yes to them, and, and as if it were lost and later recovered. Her happiness on rediscovering it around her neck is the same as if some lost property had been recovered. Yeah? In fact, she never lost it, nor recovered it. And yet, she was once miserable, and now she is happy. See, this is the trick, yeah? It was always there at all times, but now that she feels like she found it, it seemed to have produced happiness, and her losing it had produced misery. But in fact, that's just a a story. Because it's always been there. So, 
the realization is now obscured. So also with the realization of the truth. The truth is always realized. The realization is now obscured where when the veil is removed, the person feels happy at rediscovering the ever-realized truth. As if something that's ever realized could be rediscovered. The ever-present realization appears to be a new realization. To what? To who? To you. But is it a new realization? No. It's the always active realization. It's so always realized, you never notice it. Until you do. And when you do, that sense of being always so becomes obvious. It comes right over you. There's no having to go in the past and kill it. No going to the future and make sure it never exists again. It's, it's always been this way. Nothing ever fucking happened. The necklace has always been on my neck. So all the possibility of losing is gone, and all the joy of finding what was never lost is gone. And this is where the mental state gets a little bug up its butt. It likes the idea of finding something, and therefore something that's always available has to seem to be lost to get into the big rush, I got it. Because, of course, when you got it, not everyone else got it. So you're special once again. I'm the only one in this room that's gotten it. <laughs> you see? It's not, it's not a shiny object. The mental state, it's like Sauron in the, you know, in the Hobbit movies. The all-seeing eye looking for its ring of power. It would never see what is. Because it's so fucking apparent, it has no value. It's nothing. That's its value. That's its gift. It's so-so, it will never seem to be so. It will never seem to have arrived, because it's never left. It's more ordinary than any fucking thing else. It doesn't come with a loving gaze. <laughs> powers. No. Nothing none of that. Nothing. Nothing may happen. You may not get one advantage out of it. <laughs> not one. It will be like trying to mine... A fucking dark hole, like a what do you call it? A angel? Where is that thing? A black hole. You can't get nothing out of it. That's the beauty of it. The beauty of it, it's untouchable, yeah. uncorruptible, always available at all times, right where we are. No requirement necessary. Totally out in the open. Its invitation is totally flowering at all times. It doesn't wither on the vine, nor does it bloom. It's always available at all times. It's the least attractive thing to the mental state could, uh, that could ever be. It's you. <laughs> it's true. Literally. It's so much better, really, as a life story, to have lost something, to have the joy of finding it, mm -hmm. tend to admit that it's always been so. There's no parade that gets set up with that. <laughs>
Oh, let's celebrate what's always been so. Fuck that. <laughs> 365 days in a year? What, what kind of fucking <laughs> celebration is that? You mean it's always realized at all times? Yes. <laughs> you mean I can't make fuck it up? No. I can't make it better? No. Isn't there an extreme turbocharged realization? No, there isn't. Isn't there a highest form of people who realize? No, they're not. It's all based on dog shit awareness. Ordinary awareness. Yeah. You're getting five invitations all day. The same thing that's inviting all day, which is you inviting to you, is inviting through the five male slots of the senses. It's seeing, it's hearing, it's feeling, it's tasting, it's touching. Constantly. It shows no thought or effort to do any of it because it's not doing it, it's being it. It's being exactly what it is, which is conscious. Being exactly what it is, which is aware. So it never gets tired of being aware because it's not a fucking exercise to it. It's its nature. And it's our nature. It's like in recovery, the joy of surrender is a great rush to be totally fucked and then to be unfucked <laughs> is wonderful. It really is. It's a huge rush. But to be surrendered is very ordinary. There's no big highs or lows. There's no big calamity and fucking, you know, breaking through the, the mist of ignorance into the light of the all-eternal sun. No, <laughs> you're not in that picture. It's just the all-eternal sun. But it has a lot of advantages. You can't lose what you don't have. Yeah. You can't fuck up something. You can't, you can't lose something that you didn't achieve. Yeah. It has, it has its own... It's like the perfect plant that keeps all the pests off it. You know? it's, like a hyena, it's like a coyote in the desert when it runs into a tortoise. It tries to move the tortoise around for a minute too, realizing it can't get to the meat and it loses interest in it. And the tortoise just puts its legs out and lives for another thousand years. <laughs> that's like, that's nothing. That's what it's like. Always available at all times. You don't have to. It's, there's no dress code. There's no fucking requirements necessary. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, we didn't have a lottery to who could go out in the sun today, did we? The sunlight doesn't seem to be too focused on anything, does it? It's just more of a dispense, dispersed field of light. That's what our minds are like. How do you think you're going to get back there through concentration? It's crazy. It doesn't exhibit any thought or effort. How? Why could you believe thought or effort would arrive you there? It's impossible. It's like Zen. There's a great Zen statement in Faith Mind which says, beautiful statement, you can't use activity to produce stillness because that would be activity. <laughs> you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, but you'll never be damned. The freedom is prior to the bondage. It's not after the bondage. After the bondage is the dance between bound, free, bound, free. Prior to the bondage, there is no bondage. There is no bondage. Without your compliance, there is no bondage. Seriously, it's true. 
Look at what happens. Uh, you could have 20 people with the t- same upbringing go through the same horrific thing, let's say like child sexual abuse, but they won't all turn out the same. Some, peop- some people, there'll be demonstrations about shining the circumstances and situations. Other people may turn into alcoholics and drug addicts. You have no idea. But the possibility of outshining anything here is us. We outshine everything here. We precede everything here. What we are, what is seen, can never be seen. Whatever can be perceived cannot be perceived. Whatever is seen cannot be seen. What is hearing cannot be heard. What is feeling can never be felt. It's untouchable. It's us. The only recourse we have is to be it. If you try to know it, you'll just reinforce the non-existent thing. If you try to get out of the non-existent thing as a non-existent thing, it'll reinforce the non-existent thing. If you try to study the non-existent thing as the non-existent thing, you'll be more obsessed with the non-existent thing than ever. There's no way out of an imaginary place. Thousands of people have tried. It's not happening. Like, and I wanted to share for the people in AA. I just have something about it. You know, we, a lot of us come into AA, and after a while we feel the grace of recovery, and then we, pray, we give praise, and it's a very healthy attitude for an action figure to have gratitude, and we give the credit to this higher power for everything but yet we still believe we did all the shit that happened before when we were under the power of alcoholism. We still take total guilt and shame for the behaviors that were exhibited when we were under the influence of the parasite of alcoholism, but now when our behaviors and activities seem to be changed, we give credit to the power, the higher power that allowed that to happen. Why not apply that same thing and see how powerless you were under the influence of alcoholism and that you were apt to do almost anything to anybody unless they could physically stop you. And, uh, and then cut off those imaginary fields so that the mental state can't harvest guilt and shame for the rest of the fucking time you have. Based on behaviors you had nothing to do with. You were just a transportation. You allowed something that can act out to act out. Alcoholism cannot buy beer. It's got to convince you and I to buy the beer. You see it? Have you seen some of the studies of parasites now? A great one came out recently. They call this one Toxo as a nickname. It's a longer name. And it's in, I think, 20 or 30% of the humans. In their, it's in the brain of the humans. And this parasite, like every other parasite, has one imper- imperative, which is to reproduce. And you talk, you think you're having a hard time meeting someone on Match.com. These motherfuckers, they're located in some animal's intestinal tract, and they have to get to some other animal's intestinal tract. I mean, the degree of difficulty, you know, to achieve their goal is almost insurmountable. But they're incredible. So what they do is, the toxos, they can only reproduce in the stomach of cats. That's the only place they can have a little love nest, you know, <laughs> is in the stomach of cats. 
and they don't find themselves in the stomach of cats. They find themselves in the stomachs of rats, mice, other fucking mammals. And so what it does, it jacks into the rat's head and the mice head and says, when you see a fucking cat, you run right at it. <laughs> and they have films of it in broad daylight. Four cats just hanging around a corner, and then this rat just walks up to them and basically, here I am. <laughs> and you would think the greatest instinct of all of us is self-preservation. The parasite overrides it like that. Just jacks it and puts its agenda in and then uses the the mouse or the rat as transportation. You don't think we've been used as transportation? The selfing is like a foreign installment. It's used us for transportation. And it's picked up a hitchhiker, the selfing, because it leaves a big surface for alcoholism to adhere to. And alcoholism basically is like taking an acoustic guitar and electrifying it. Yeah, it just makes every wow your solos are much longer and they attract a lot of people in uniform usually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your space helmet that's got a really loud volume. <laughs> it's all about you all day. And you're all trying to live and try to clear the fog off the visor instead never realizing you can take the fucking thing off. But you can never entertain that possibility when you're identified with it. See, when you're, ide- when you're identified with the foreign installment, you only see life from the foreign installment. So you can't see freedom from me as a me. The only way you can see freedom is, I've got to get it. I've got to become free as one I'm not. That's why it never fucking works. Because it's freedom from something, not for, through, by, or as something. It's a simple little mistake that just repeats and duplicates itself on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Once that heist is in place, it's always going on unnoticed. Everything that's taken in is taken in from the point of view of self, and everything that goes out is influenced by the point of view of self. It's a slavery, basically. It's a slavery that needs no cell because you'll never walk out of the prison. You think it's your house. You don't need an ankle bracelet. You're fucking immediately... You're, the only possibilities you get entertained are the ones self-centeredness gives you. You can't even entertain that you're okay. You can only entertain, I will be okay, maybe, if I do this or you stop doing that, or I was once okay. But it's never a fucking immediacy. All our goals are put off in time. And they demand a lot of work. And when you do the work, it always adds some other fucking chore or a hoop or another bar or raises it. And every time the system fails, and it's a failed system, the center of the system demonstrates it perfectly. You blame yourself. Mm -hmm. You think you didn't meditate enough. You didn't pranam enough. You didn't tithe enough. There is a solution. The solution is us. And when the solution informs you of the problem, it distills into one statement, I'm not that. As soon as you entertain the idea you're not that, you will immediately be able to entertain you can be free from it. And there it goes. But if you keep identifying as it, all the only way you can entertain freedom is as it, not from it. And the freedom is from it.
for AA people, remember one of the big hits I had was I had the uh, privilege to share, do a lead a lot of fourth set workshops in recovery, and mostly the fourth set workshops are based on a chapter called How It Works, which is very apt description. It says how the program works. And there was a statement I had read in six, for 16 years, and it, this one day it hit me in a totally new way, and it says, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, that self this feeling of being a long-lasting, it doesn't say that, but that's what I mean, that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So in that statement, there's a foreign installment called self that has defeated, and we're the us, that has defeated us. One foreign installment defeating many of us. So let's say one parasite defeating many hosts. Yes? And it says, all right, if you're convinced of that, if you're convinced that it's a fucking foreign installment, that it's something other than you, now let's look at some of its manifestations. Right? And then the first paragraph is resentment. We're going to look at resentments. And then there's fears, and then there's acting out and harming people. So you'll now see what you're calling your resentment is truly not your resentment. It's a manifestation of self in your life through the occupation of the self of the host. So the self expresses through us, and as it expresses through us, our mental state claims to be the one that's doing it all. So now suddenly, a foreign installment's expressions become my expressions. That's the bondage of self. You're calling something else's expressions yours. You can't be more than more identified than that. That's the active disease of alcoholism, and it's really rooted in the prior disease, which is self-centeredness. Tell you the truth, the, the mental state's addiction to self is the first addiction. It spawns all other addictions because all other addictions are basically trying to get out of self. <laughs> Every one of them: eating, shooting, dope, everything. Fornicating like like rabbits, everything is fucking just trying to get out of that which we're not in, isn't it? Yeah. That's why addictions are never successful. You can't get out of an imaginary place. You cannot kill an imaginary thing. Killing an imaginary thing would be breathing life into it every day. So when I heard that. This is what happened. I heard that statement. It was very clear to me now that self represented a foreign installment. I like the term of a parasitical movement. Anything so my head that's picturing me as a body can picture me as picture self as something else. Yeah? So that I could feel a sense of distance or difference. As soon as that distance that was always available at all times became obvious to me, the first thing that showed up in my, my constellations of possibilities, and it had been there all the while, I, something was obscuring that starlight. As soon as that obscuring thing went away, which was identification, I saw immediately I can be free from it because I'm not it. And in discovering what I'm not, I actually realized or found out what I am. And I am not a thing. I did not come, nor do I go. 
I am not something that does fucking anything. It is everything. So when it's doing, supposedly, its greatest quality, there's no thought or effort because it's being its greatest quality. It's not doing fucking anything. It just is. So it produces an ease and comfort that 50 Thai massages can't produce. <laughs> or 30 drinks. Or whatever that we would hope produce it. And the point is, it's stable because it's always available at all times, right where you are. And in a sense, you've got nothing to fucking do with it as what you're not. Hallelujah. And it's not wishing it to be so. It is so. Try it. I've seen for years now, my life, this action figure, which is an expression in time and space, has traveled lighter on a stabilized level without any thought or effort. It's a simple recognition of what I'm not allows what I am to be ob- become obvious to me. Yeah? I'm awake to being awake. That's all it is. Simple as that. And I believe you're all awake. And some of you are playing like you're asleep. So you set this situation up to dream yourself out of the dream. So that's what satsang's here. Yeah, we're dreaming ourselves out of the dream. And the dream's going to get happier as we do it. I have total, I'm firm in faith about it. I know you've all been served the spiritual subpoena, and you're all going to get called to the court of light. You've already been through the, the rigmarole of all the mental courts, you've been convicted 20 times over for shit you thought you did or didn't do. <laughs> You've been living out that sentence for a long fucking time. You have no hope for parole. You've been in front of that board which is populated with you. So you knew you shouldn't have done what you did. <laughs> so you're convicted. <laughs> All that gets annulled. All those seeming transgressions and trespasses because they never fucking happen. They only seem to happen. Every night we're going to go to sleep and everything that's happened in this day that was given so much meaning will be like it never occurred and we'll be at rest. Yeah. And we get take a breath and we're back in the Paul show, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like an etch sketch Every day it just shakes up and then the next morning the knobs are <laughs> played. Certainly <and laughs> so there's no guarantee. I'm surprised the show's still on when I wake up. It's like, oh, <laughs> it goes Paul again. And Paul falling around. <laughs> lovely vignettes. And things happen that are beautiful. And it's really, and it, it produces and incites gratitude and appreciation to me, which are pretty high expressions from the action figure. I think it's as high as you can go. Being surrendered and grateful and having a sense of being led by something greater than you, that's like the, one of the highest levels an action figure can arise to, is knowing its humble position, that I'm being used and being led instead of me using others and being directed by myself or by self. I'm being led by something other than self. Yeah. I put my leg out, foot out, and a stair appears. It just happens that way. There's so much knowledge and I don't know because it leaves a lot of room for anything to download. When you know, you become a storage unit. You 
face with it. So, yeah, that's it, I guess. Whatever. Anybody have any questions? I love this. This is the third day. It's I just so tasty. <laughs> Hopefully, you're just feeling the energetic impression. That's the whole point, really. The talking is just a, it's like the envelope. Yeah, yeah. And remember, I'm not talking to you about big M mind. I'm talking to mind about you. Because if mind hears about you, it can go a long way. If you hear about mind, they'll just use it to fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Really, it's true, isn't it? Look at how much damage in our little circle that awakening enlightenment has done. Fucking is driving people crazy. <laughs> when am I going to be enlightened? I was once, the worst is I was once enlightened, now I'm not enlightened. Because obviously you had to have a lot to do with that. I mean, you had to be some big fucking god to become unenlightened. <laughs> really? That's a lot of fucking, that's a lot of, a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I go to a lot of these meetings, and man, people have driven themselves crazy with this idea of awakening. It's fucking, they're just, they're entire, if they weren't so spiritually socialized, they'd be fucking going crazy. They just keep sitting at the meetings, 800 meetings, you know what I mean? They're just waiting to get it, and they're, they're never going to get it because you can't get what's already here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got like three related questions. Maybe well, you can only use one, so make it good. Make it good one. So the, the first part is is that we come from a radically subjective nature, right? So we're we're, we're subjective in our approach, and we're basically um, uh, criticizing ourselves, uh, decompiling ourselves. Um, from our historical belief of what we are as an entity, as a as a, as a me, as a self, and but that one one thing though, that's just self that doing right. that. And the self's and working on self, right? And we're trying to get past thinking because thinking even feeling, but as a thought, right? But and even feeling is a thought. It's first, you know, you think it, then you feel it. So if we're successful in getting beyond all this, have you been? No, you know, that's not yeah. a Popeye approach of I am what I am, you know. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, but is there anything more? Are we caught in the <laughs> dialectic? <laughs> well, we're caught in the dialectic of being not being. And there's nothing more to it than that. That you, you are, and then you realize you're not. And then you seem and to then be... you're like, have that thing, you know? Yes, but see, it's... It's like the Zen statement. First there is the mountain, then there is no mountain, but then there's the mountain again. That's how it goes. So you, but then you're not usually going to be fooled to try to climb the mountain anymore. You'll just settle down and make camp at the bottom of the mountain and enjoy the shade. So is it better to go through life with the forest Gump approach of just being a fucking idiot and not thinking about himself, not thinking about anybody else. But who could do that? Do who could do that other than Forrest Gump? <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of people out there. That yeah, but you couldn't do that. See, he was being that. In the yeah, you can't do that because, again, that's the self thing holding out its last straws, you know? Yeah. Just let... See, if, this, if the self is allowed to fall... And after it's going like this so much, there's a huge transformation. And that was just a mental 
hand, and then the wings show up, and you're flying. Yes. So there is no ultimate anything. No. no. Just is, is not. Don't believe me. I'm just saying no, what has been revealed. What's been revealed here? No, there is no ultimate. This is the ultimate right now. This is the deepest. This is the deep end of the pool. <laughs> it is. It yep. doesn't get any deeper. That's it. No, this is it. That question, Paul. Yes. That uh, uh, I'm thinking in terms of of uh, the quality of consciousness, in that you know when you're uh, using a drug, like especially heroin, you know which creates, it doesn't create it itself, it's sort of, I understand that as it's a natural state, and what the drug does is just removes the obstacles to having the experience of that natural state, that high state, and um, that if there's, if there's a difference between that, that's, that, like, you've, you've used heroin, is that correct? Are there any police people here? <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically, I'll say yes. Not today, though. It's the very first time that you use it is as high as you'll ever get. And that every use after that is in an effort to regain that same high. This is what I've heard. No, okay. not for me. Okay, but that's, that's, that's not... The important part is the fact of the of the high itself, and that it's that according to one of my spiritual teachers, that that's not drug induced. All the drug does is remove the obstacles to it, and that state of high is a natural state. In fact, he refers to it as the the first stage of enlightenment, the lowest level, but the first stage <laughs> where the bliss and the peace shows up from. And so, my question is, having had hypothetically an experience of that sort, is the consciousness or awareness that you're living with today, uh, how is it comparable? First of all, consciousness can be affected by what it's moving through. So I'm, more, I'm talking more about awareness, which is untouchable, yes? And there's not high awareness and low awareness. Consciousness can be either fuzzy or super clear, yes? Based on what's happening to the body. And in those in those events it's an experience or like a <coughs> phenomenon what awareness isn't an experience okay yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, within the realm of awareness it, how does that sense of of uh, what heroin seems to induce com- compare with regular awareness Oh, it's much different because that what the, the, the heroin thing, even those higher states called bliss, they're phenomena. Awareness is a baseline; it's not an experience. Let's use the term state to make a comparison to experience, but it's not even a state. It is what is, and there's only realm of awareness. There's not a realm of awareness. All there is is awareness. Yes. Okay. So awareness isn't like a drug high. No. It's not to me, no. It's not like a drug. No, not to me. Bliss and stuff is I'm not looking towards looking to bliss or anything. Those are phenomena. Those states cannot they cannot stabilize you. They're experiences, yes? They're states of mind. They're not they're not the nature of mind. The nature of mind can express as bliss, but it's not its nature. Its nature essence is emptiness. Yes? 
and its nature is that it reflects and its manifestation here is energy that's basically the view I have of it yes okay, so there's no there's no there's no differences in qualities in consciousness there is but not awareness I'm thinking in terms of awareness yes awareness just is it, it doesn't have like different levels no it's either on or off. What? It's either on or off. Awareness is never off. What? You're either conscious of your awareness or you're not conscious of your awareness. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with the awareness. See, this is only seemingly so that you can... In here, you can seem to be awake to that which you are. Yeah? That's the, that's the little game here. You can come become awake to that which you are. But... That awakeness to what you are hasn't changed the fact that that's what you are. Yes? Yeah, you see? See, here, in this is time and space. This is different. This is a dream. Yeah? This is manufactured. We're dreaming it. And, and the main foundations of the dream are time and space. You have to have space for something to appear in, and you have to have time to see it. Yeah? <coughs> So if something was moving, they did this in physics, if something was moving at an infinite rate, it would seem to disappear. You wouldn't see it, yes? Because it would break through the limit of time, and it would be exactly what it's always been, nothing. But in time, nothing can seem like something. Yeah? <coughs> so this is a dream. If you want to, I love the, I like the Course of Miracle view of what's happening here as a dream. And a lot of them, you know, like all the betas and everything, the dream. But I like the way the Course describes it because it really fits with a lot that has happened yeah, in, for me. Yeah? So I really like the way, and it, it triggers a lot of sense feltness when I, when I say a statement like this, that you and I are the dreaming of the dream. Yeah? So that's our role. Yeah. We're the dreaming of this dream. We forget that we're dreaming. Now that was where I got very curious about. How the hell could the dreaming forget that it's dreaming? And, the only, and then it was downloaded that the only way it can seemingly forget, it cannot forget that it's dreaming, but it can seem to forget that it's dreaming by being identified as a dreamt. Yeah? So now the mind has become identified as a body, which is the dreamt. Remember, whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. So this isn't seeing. Yeah. This is being seen. This is an object. Yes? So this is the dreamt. So now the object has a form of subjectivity, but it's not subjectivity. Yeah? But there is subjectivity. All there is is that. Yes? So now the subjectivity has become objectified. Yeah? And now, in this condition, it gives everything that it's dreaming all, to a, all the power to affect it as the dreamt. So now thoughts can drive you fucking crazy. <laughs> Feelings can ruin your day. The idea of the future can be the most influential thing here. That's mind-boggling. That an idea, a mental idea about what's not happening can override all of what's happening. Seemingly. That's us. Any judgments about ethics, right, wrong, values, all that is illusion. Well, they have their place. When, you know, you render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. The action figure has relevance, in a sense, in the dream. Yeah? And it also has its own conditioning. 
It's trying to look out for itself, and it does a whole lot better if it's not led by the fucking crazy mental queen up there. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it's not meant to be the center of the universe. For me, it's I'm like a Toyota. I'm like a, a utilitarian Toyota. I'm not supposed to be like the, the you know, the the pace car for the Indianapolis 500. I just want to get to the coffee shop, you know, and have a nice latte. It doesn't, it's not asking for much. It doesn't want to get killed. It doesn't want to get hurt. You know what I mean, basically? Maybe it's shy about it looks, so it likes to put some pants on occasionally. <laughs> Wash, it gets dirty and smelly and everything, or stuff like that. It's pretty self-maintaining. It doesn't need to be observed all day. <laughs> you know, constantly looked on. <laughs> That's the greatest mover and shaker of all fucking time. It's way too much for it. It's like it's like when you when I was a kid and I'd be playing with bugs. Sometimes you wanted to see the bugs better, so you'd get a magnifying glass. You didn't know you were magnifying the sun and it killed the bug. Well, that's what we are. We're like this first light, and then suddenly this first light gets magnified on an object, and the object is crowned as me, and then it's all you fucking think about. I mean, you're just cooking yourself. Why do you think there's so much neuroses? And you see the mutation of the mental state? It's insane. And now it's fucking, it's giving birth to another expression of itself through technology with all the selfing and everything. People, I see people in parks, they never look at the trees. And they're going to have, I swear, I would, I would become a new, I'd become a, a chiropractic that has specialists. I worked on backs, you know, because everyone's like this. They have, They'll probably find us in an archaeological site and make up some, some. Oh, there was something that was chasing them. No, we were looking at a fucking speed all day. It's fucking incredible. I mean, we're, we're like selfing all the time. We're not even just doing it. We've projected it. I mean, I'd rather send my phone out for me. I look a lot better in all the pictures. I look like I have a much better life. Go to my Facebook. I have 5,000 friends. Go out with him. He'd rather have me with the phone. I'm going to disappoint you when you meet me. I have tons of fucking spiritual fucking YouTube things. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um... I just want to talk about emotion and sort of uh, the feeling I get. So in the morning, I can get up at 5 o'clock to go <coughs> pee and feel great. And then at 7.30, my eyes are open. There's no thought. That's prior to thought, the anxiety is there. It just is there. I didn't think about it. It just happened. And it's there. And I'm literally, I would say, I'll do anything to get out of it. But uh, when you wake up, you wake up as a thought. You're pictured as a body, but you're a thought. I'm feeling it. I don't even have a thought yet. I know, but you are the thought. You've already been had. <laughs> so then, the thought of you is pictured as an embodiment, and that embodiment has anxiety. But that anxiety is really rooted in the thought of you. The body is just how it's sent. It's the vibrator but it's not what's vibrating. The body vibrates. It's the expression. Yeah. So, 
the key is you wake up and then there's the anxiety. Exactly. The body is just the body is the trumpet. It's not the mu- it's not the player of the music or the tune. The body is the trumpet. The mental state the mental state's greatest ally and the one it hates the most is the body. <laughs> And pain is its greatest, greatest uh, proof of of reality. Mm-hmm. It can, by pain, all our attention and interest will go to that pain, and it's like crying. It's like the pleasure of rele- of allegiance to the reality of this place. Mm-hmm. Pain is one of the greatest moves the mental state has ever, mm-hmm. ever found. Yeah, because it verifies the reality of you as a body. Because you cannot fucking stand the pain. Could be emotional, could be a lot of ones. Yeah. Something that isn't so has to constantly verify that it may be so. Something that is so doesn't need any verification. It's obvious. Yes? Mm-hmm. The selfing is constantly at work. Constantly at work. Playing every hand it gets its hand on. Yeah? to infer, to assume, to presuppose, to imply. And the selfing is very fast. As mental pro- as processes go in time, it's one of the quickest ones. It takes maybe half of a second for the brain to tell a story about what this here as you. Yeah? Very quick. So there's no way any process that's offered here is going to beat that gunslinger. The gunslinger is going to win every fight. But the only one he can't win is he can't outdraw timelessness. And that's your inherent nature. That which is produced through time can never outdraw timelessness. Because it takes a little time to get the gun out, and in timelessness, the gun's always out. You're the relief. You're the solution to the seeming problem. Because you are the seeming problem. I just had deja vu. Is that selfing? What is it? It's only selfing if there's feeling that you had the deja vu. Deja vu happens, and then when there's a feeling that you had it, that's the selfing. The selfing isn't deja vu. A deja vu happens, the selfing claims a deja vu to imply that there was a you that it happened to. That's the selfing. That's its one move. It duplicates and repeats. It's like, you know, wash the rinse, 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 rinse. It's the same, 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 same. You see? You see how it did it just then? So now you point at the deja vu as the selfing, and that's how Dracula goes on all the vampire hunts. <laughs> it'll kill all the other vampires because it assures they'll never be found out. It, this is sleight of hand. It always points you to the wrong thing. You try to stop the thoughts, and the thoughts aren't what driving you crazy. It's the my of the thoughts that you think they're about you and the yours. That's what drives you crazy. You always the thief will always point to another thief. <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect demonstration. That's what it does all the day. Very sleight of hand. It's like the little things they used to play on the streets. Yeah. Who, where's the pee? You know what I mean? Yeah. It does that. I, felt like it was I gotta change my thoughts. You don't have to change your thoughts. They're not yours. 
You have to see, is, are they yours or not? If they're not yours, you'll lose interest in them. I'm guaranteeing you. Because you'd be in, you're not interested in other people's thoughts at all. Unless you want something from them, really. Are you? No. I mean, when someone comes and they are in total depression at the effects of what's not happening, it's not contagious. They can be sitting right next to me. It doesn't jump over on me. Because I have a clear understanding. It's theirs. <laughs> it's not mine. They're fucked. I'm sorry they're fucked, but I'm happy it's them than me. <laughs> but the same thought that's being used to seemingly fuck them, if that same thought, if it was held as mine, could pro- probably have the same ability. Because I give it the ability. The thought does not have the ability to ruin your day. It doesn't. It can misinform you and all that. It cannot ruin your day. That's your ability. That's given freely over to it in ignorance by ignoring something, this transfer happens because the selfing will claim whatever consciousness brings it in contact with. Yes? And so, a deja vu? Is it my deja vu? Yeah? Thought, my thought. Feeling has to be my feeling. Actions for sure. Oh, they must be my actions. Because the logic of the mental state is if something happens, someone must have done it. It cannot, it cannot let a verb stand. It has to imply there must be a noun somewhere in it. That's it. But everything is just verbing here. It's just happening. It truly isn't happening to you. It's just happening. Well, these meetings, you say, address the mind. So if we, if we stop identifying with the mind, uh, uh, <coughs> what, then we don't need the meetings. Well, you never needed the meetings. There you go. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you won't come back. <laughs> See, that's the funny thing. You think if you didn't need something, you wouldn't go, but you will. <laughs> Seriously. We are assuming once again, we've got some fucking say in the matter. You ever have done something that you thought you did it for a certain reason, mm-hmm. and then that reason was shown not to be, but you're still doing it? How fucking wrong are you almost every day? <laughs> People think, oh, when I, if I hear this message, I won't do anything. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens. I guarantee most of you aren't going to go do LSD, you know, after you leave here. Oh, but I'll just lay on the couch. That's doing something. You're not going to escape doing something. You're an action figure, seemingly. You're always going to be doing something. Even when we do nothing, it's doing something, yes? But we have this idea, I have to have some power somewhere. <coughs> I know I have some control somewhere. Just this is what's assumed. If something is presupposed to be prior to something, it seems to believe it should have some say in what comes after. So it makes sense in the mental state. If I'm the thinker, the thoughts should be fucking listening to me. You know what I mean? I should be able to say, no more thoughts, it's 12 o'clock. You know, oh, that's not happening. Let's call off the dogs. But do, does it happen? No. Have you ever seen, let's say you run a mile, okay? And you usually stop. Or maybe I reach for something 20 times. and But it usually stops. But thinking never fucking stops. Thinking goes over something that never happened 30 years ago and keeps returning. <laughs> keeps on going back. There's no point where, oh, I'm fucking, I, enough thinking has occurred. It never sees that to be the case. Oh, come on, let's think about it a little more. Let's see where my role, on and on. You don't see 
the thinking brings life to things. That's how something gets extension here. A thought, everyone here, no thought that anyone's having has been anyone's. They're none of ours. Let's say I have a thought, I hate my girlfriend. For six years, maybe a hundred times it came up in my head. I hate fucking death. Alright? So, but I never said it. So nothing, nothing really occurred out here. Then one night, I finally say it. The head goes, I hate fucking, Deb, I fucking hate you. So let's say I go drink and I forget that I said that, but she doesn't forget. So in this world, I am tattooed by the action that 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 thought compelled. Yes? Mm -hmm. As soon as the thought seems to produce an action, it extends its false life. Mm -hmm. It shows an effect here. Look at this. I had a thought that I was missing out on a big party at 11 o'clock at night on January 20th in fucking freezing cold Baldwin, Long Island on a Sunday night when I had been in a bar already where I thought the party just suddenly erupted in and there was only a, a bartender and a waitress and I'd only been there an hour before suddenly I'm thinking fucking Mardi Gras appeared so I got back to my car drove back to the bar and got run over by a Chevy Monte Carlo <laughs> that thought found expression and it's, effect, it's affected this action figure ever since every fucking day so it found extension it extended because the thought found fruition through the vehicle or the bridge of my thought when I see a thought that's insane and it's preceded by my it seems fucking right Yes, it can seem right. It's insane. Anyone else would know it was insane, but I can't see the insanity of it because of the mind. And if those thoughts find fruition, I've gone to prisons and people have killed people in blackouts and they can never even go to the event. They were driven to an action that has now tattooed the action figure for the rest maybe of their life. It was just like a... And that thought may have passed through their heads thousands of times. It's passing through all our heads thousands of times. But how we catch it and how it extends is my. And when it finds extension, you'll be tattooed here. Even though you're not, you'll be saying, I'm not the thinker, every fucking one else will be saying you're the fucking doer. So you may be out of the box, but everyone that sees you is putting you in the box. Isn't the my a thought too? It's a sense. The my is a sense. It's not a thought. It's not a thought. It's not a thinking. No, it's a sense. I don't. I don't understand the difference. The original thought puts out that sense. The original thought that you're a body puts out that sense. So when something happens, then the body thinks it's the doer of it. But so, it, but it was the original thought. Yes, it's a thought, but the thought the, that first thought doesn't see itself as a thought. It sees just itself as you. But it is a thought. It is a thought. Yes. Right. So, the, really, the source of all of it is thought. Yes. But it isn't thought. The thought is used. It's the mind. It's the original thought. That's yes. Thought. That's extending through the other thoughts. Yes. Yeah, but it's still a thought. Yes. It comes from the same place. Yes. It comes from thinking. Well, it comes from no place. There is no place. It well, comes from... If you're thinking in terms of space-time, it's no place. But it's originating through this process of thinking. That's where it originates. Or through the process of thought. Well, I would... Uh, my sense of it is it's sort of like it's the conception of thought that now leads to the process of thinking. 
So the thought found, the thought found to be the thinker, and that's the process of thinking. The thought found to be the thinker. Yes, the first thought is taken to be the thinker. Okay, but it's still a thought. It's it a thought, yeah. It's a thought to start with. That's right. So that exactly. means like that's the basis of it all. Of it's course it is. Primarily the, the thought. That that's why a thought can't get out of thought. It's just like we say in AA, self can't get out of self. But you don't think you're a thought. You think you're the thinker. Which is a thought. <laughs> yes, but you don't hold yourself. The action figure doesn't hold itself as a thought. It holds itself as a real thing. Doesn't it? Yeah, but that's the thinking also. Exactly. That, that but I'm just saying that the, the thinking clo- cl- cloaks the thought as being the thinker. Sure. Yes. It's all part of the same process. It is. Yeah. And none of it's true. No. But it can seem true to what you are. But it's all an illusion. In fact, it's 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 isn't it arbitrary? The point is, it's not so good. It's to me, seeing it as an illusion from the illusion doesn't work. Just question the sense of self. Well, the sense of self is an illusion too. Well, question that. As soon as you see that, then that it will that will inform you of all the other illusions because it's the yeah, same thing. But don't be looking at the illusion from the sense of self, because the sense of self will lend itself a reality by saying it's looking at the illusion. Just look at the, let's look at that, the idea of self, and then everything else will explain itself, yeah? But if you don't do that, then self will explain everything else. So, is the thought, you said insane thoughts, the thought, I'm not good enough, that's an insane thought. Well, all thoughts are insane. All thoughts, I'm hungry. Well, it's insane, yes. In, in a literal way, it's insane. The whole system is sane. But if you take the system to be so, then it seems logical. The whole system is insane that people are trying to get in a moment because it's, in, it's impossible for you to be out of a moment. So the whole thing is insane. It's all ass backwards. You're trying to get back into what you never left. There can't be more insanity than that. I think I missed something. Where does thought come from? It doesn't come from anywhere. <coughs> it appears in something. It's in, it appears in us. How is that possible? I don't know. Ask us. <laughs> <laughs> no one's saying it's possible. It appears in us. That doesn't mean it's possible. No, I'm asking, not asking if it's possible. I'm asking what makes it possible. How is it possible? We do. So, so, so there's not, what's the we that's doing it? <laughs> Find out. <laughs> if I tell you what's going to hear it is not you. After, after you had the sense of something, after it was, after you realized that it was all that, have you noticed? Everything, yes. yes. <laughs> and has that everything, have there been any changes in your sense of awareness or consciousness or whichever you call it in terms of... None. Uh, none? It's no. stayed the same? But there's been no changes way. in the expression here, for sure. Mm-hmm. But that which can't be changed hasn't changed, no. What can be changed changes, yeah. Well, okay. So the downloads that you talk about where there's um was the line. Did 
I'm not sure I know how to frame this, so we'll go ahead. Well, <coughs> after that understanding is with you now that there's not, you know, there's the action figure, but there's nobody here doing it, really, doing anything. You're under, let's say the understanding of life with a capital L in general, has that expanded? Has more, um, no, I no. We just mean more thoughts. Never mind. Yeah. That's See, there's, I, there's a. To me, there's a distinction. <laughs> Understanding is like a view, and then there's vision. <clears throat> seeing isn't produced by understanding, but seeing will illuminate understanding. But seeing isn't produced by understanding. There can be understanding and not an awareness of seeing. Yeah? Mm -hmm. There can even be an understanding of seeing, but not an awareness of seeing. Mm -hmm. The awareness vision is different than view, but vision is what illuminates view. Yes? So your understanding will go under great review. Not by more understanding, but by more view, vision. The vision will edit the understanding. Yeah, especially if you have a seat assignment where you're sharing a message, because you're not... We're sharing the vision, but we're doing it through an understanding. We're trying to speak in, well, in a language, which is an understanding, to imply the vision that's always available. Yeah? But the understanding doesn't produce the vision. The vision is it. Yeah? So when the vision becomes the dominant reliance, understanding is just uh, worn very loosely. Yeah? And it's usually based only to try to inform or share something with someone, basically. Because you cannot understand the vision because you are the vision. Yeah? Right, yeah. So most understanding is really understanding what you're not. And in understanding what you're not, the scene will become obvious as an event. It'll just become obvious. Not to you. It'll just become obvious, let's say. And then... I don't know. For me, as a byproduct, it allows the action figure to travel lighter. And I believe what we're all looking for as an action figure is to travel lighter. Mm -hmm. If we felt like we were content and satisfied, I'll tell you, that would be more than enough, really. Mm -hmm. Really. As this. And so the seeking will be about looking for a good sandwich or seeking some pair of pants or seeking, you know, some, you know, a better app to get out of the traffic in L.A., but you won't be seeking metaphysical stuff. I mean, or maybe you will just for mind candy, but it's, it's, it's like it's pointless. I mean, knowing is so. When it comes to when if a, if being is available, knowing is like a booby prize. <laughs> Why would you want to know what you are when you can be what you are? It's like a big step up, on, you know, like a huge step up. The only way it can seem to be great if you're trying to know what you are is what you're not. Then knowing what you are is a very high form of understanding and what you're not. But I'd much rather be being what I am than to have a great understanding as what I'm not about what I am. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's just more practical for me. <laughs> You'd have to carry around an understanding. I don't have to carry around light. You know, light is light. 
<laughs> I don't have to get a bookmark for light. <laughs> There's no quotations in light, but they illuminate all the quotations. What illuminate? What illuminated the statement by Saint Francis? It wasn't an understanding; it was vision. What's looking is what you're looking for. Is pure vision, pure vision statement, pure vision of Huang Po saying the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use the light to seek light. You can't use the mind to seek mind. That's not understanding. It sounds like an understanding. That's from vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a very clear fucking seeing there. Yeah? And most vision, when it gets translated here, it's very cryptic in maybe one sentence or two. It's not a long dissertation. It's sort of like, you know, boom. <laughs> like a thunderclap. It doesn't say, well, the thunderclap was preceded by a smaller... No, it's a fucking clap. <laughs> yes? Yes. Different. But there's nothing... Understandings are beautiful because they're very helpful here if there seems to be a forgetting, the greatest lifesaver to an action figure can be understanding. Because it's refusing the light, because it's refusing its own nature. So an understanding can be helpful, yes? But it can't replace vision. Because you'll forget at the moment you most need an understanding, you'll forget it. But vision is different. It's always available at all times. What I was, that's the one I was trying to get. Yes, it's, it's always available at all times. It's incessantly on. Yeah. yeah. And in a way, the, real, the, the force of that sense of reliability is a very soothing uh, salve for all of the, all the possibilities of anxiety and agitation. It's just it's a very chilled out effect here. Yeah? Because if there is nothing to fight, the most important, um, appropriate thing to do is nothing, really. Yeah? And it doesn't mean uh, things don't happen. Tons of things happen, but you're really not that incredibly interested in it. Yeah? Well, I've had that, that sense, you know, we're just, like, I guess you use the word vision for it, just opens up. I was using the word understanding, but it isn't. It's just a. Yeah. Clarity or something. Yeah. It's just, just there it is. Yeah. You can't deny, you know, and it isn't even a thought. No. Exactly. And it didn't take any time no. to arrive. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, when it goes, something else has arrived. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed when epiphanies end is when your head says, I'm having an epiphany? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like you want to go tell people. What so the vision doing. seems to go away when the one who understands arises. So if I'm not being and you're not you, then I can make any judgments for you. I can't say stop or that's right or that's good. Well, you can, but, you but you have to realize they may not listen to you. Well, it's just uh, a sense of... Um, uh, I'm not really me, you're not really you, whatever happens, happens in the world. And yeah, that can come over you. Yeah. That can come over you. Your ideas maybe of what's helping and stuff and what service may change. Things change, yeah. Stuff is revealed here and there are, there can be a lot of alter- alterations, yeah. What can be, go come under review comes under review. And gets reshuffled in a lot of ways. And gets rewired also. You can, yeah? Because, um, yeah, 
whatever is necessary for it to be an expression of something will go through. People go through near-death experiences and stuff. You know, other things can happen. Or you just, you know, go through a mild sense of feeling alienated and depressed because all, all of your false interest dries up and you, all the hope that drives so many of us is seen to be pointless, yeah? And uh, you see what makes this, this ride a lot uh, it's not that you're in the ride, it's that you're moving in the ride. You're thinking you're the driver of the ride. Yeah, It's sort of like that there's a thing in Disney World, I've been told, where you get on a boat and it should tell you something's up when there's like eight different wheels, you know. And everyone gets on the boat and you all, everyone on the boat thinks they're the driver of the boat. <laughs> and it goes and then suddenly they turn and it's a hippopotamus and so they're a bad driver and they move and, and they get away but forgot about, oh, I'm a good driver. But uh, it's, you know, there's a big one thing and it's <laughs> generated by the computer. No one's fucking driving. But then when you tell them, it's sort of bumming out, you know, get bummed out, you know what I mean? You wanted to be the one that turned when the hippo showed up. Yeah. So it's sort of, it can be deflating to the, what you're not, when it sees all of the meaning that's been put into this place is really just the cast reflection of itself. It wants to have relevance here. And the selfie knows it's not so. It does. That's why it's so agitated. It's totally clear. Why do you think it's, why, do you, why is it talking to all day up there? What is it trying to convince all day? What is it trying to convince? It's trying to convince the holder of the power, which is us, to unleash the power into its hands by calling it me. In a way, that's what happens. And then it plays God with the God juice that we are. In the sense. But if you're starting trying to stay true to awareness, you just got to let it go. Somebody cuts you off. Somebody wants to scream. Well, that's behavior out here. You don't even have to uh, stay true to awareness. You are awareness. You, you can't be more true than that. So, And there's no time involved in it. It really isn't. It's just a... You know, it's like a hunch that came true. <laughs> because it's true. You finally put the money on the right square. Because you, all of us are miracle workers. We are. Every day, we're making shit out of nothing. You know? Literally. I mean, Jesus got one of his big creds was the miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead, but Lazarus was at least alive once. We're making shit out of nothing all day. We're making shit out of what's not happening all day to the point where it crowds out what's happening, seemingly to us. That's a fucking miracle. Really? We're, we're demonstrating this huge power that we have, and we're wielding it, and we don't even notice you know that's amazing that you can think about next week and it can override your night dogs can't do that other animals can't do that another animal isn't laying down and fretting will I be getting food next week it's not it doesn't have that idea of time yet to fucking expand this insane fucking shit yeah so what would happen if if you can make something that's not so seems to be so, so. Can you imagine if that quality would be turned to what so? What a combination. What a, that's when it seem, then that's when you seem to be awake to being awake. You're already awake, so you can't be awake to being awake. You're already awake, but you can seem to be awake to being awake. Because here you can seem not to be awake. 
Yeah, that's that's the, those are the dream options, basically. You're either gonna be we're all awake, but you can seem to be awake to it, that fact, or you can seem not to be awake to that fact. And and does it change the fact? Not one bit. Will it change the fact? No. Will it leave any mark on the fact? Never. It can only seem to be so when you're believing it to be so. It has no life of its own, has it? People, you've got to get suspicious when you're feeling great at 8.12 and at 8.15 you're having an earth-shattering event. That's a suspicious <laughs> turn of events so quickly. And you haven't even left your bed yet. You know? <laughs> In three minutes, the whole world is shattered. You've got to be a little bit, hey, what? You know? You have to see that power of minds being directed by the mental state. A failed system's got a lot of juice. <laughs> it's applying a lot of juice through a failed system. Yeah. Can you imagine if that if there was a possibility of that turning over that power to the self could be halted yeah, by recognizing you're not that? And then allowing that power to be directed by the power itself, maybe you would see fucking miracles all the day. Maybe you'd be living in some wonder and awe. Maybe you'd ha see the vignettes and the choreography of this place and see the magic of what's going on a lot more than you are now. Because you wouldn't be looking for it, you'd be seeing from it. That's that. Yes. <laughs>